Welcome to Today's Issues, offering a Christian response to the issues of the day. Here's your host, Tim Wildman, President of the American Family Association. Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the program today's issues right here on American Family Radio. Thank you for listening. I'm Tim Wellman. This is Thursday, March the 10th, 2022, in case you're listening on another day. <laughs> um, Ed Battagliano is here with me. Good morning, Ed. Good morning, Tim. Chris Woodward. How you doing, Brother Chris? I'm well. Thank you. Back from uh, the National Religious Broadcasters Convention in Nashville, you are? Yes, I'm back. A couple days there. I'm b- I am uh, back for, and tonight we get to see our new grandson for the first time, except for pictures. We've had pictures. So okay. they're getting out of the hospital, nice. my daughter-in-law with the baby. And yeah. so my wife and I probably will be there like before they step out of their vehicle. Okay, to greet them. Yes. Uh, are you bringing like balloons or? Oh, I, you know what? I, I, I'm not in charge of that kind of thing. I just show up. Oh, okay. <laughs> Whatever my wife wants to do, <laughs> I'm good with. That sounds like yeah. our house. Most, <laughs> most dads on birthdays, Christmases, things like this, you know, the kid's are like, thank you. Oh, what I get you? You know, yeah. you, 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 you spent the money. But what, Somebody said, somebody uh, some purchased. great philosopher, I don't know if it was. Archie Bunker. Archie, <laughs> Archie Bunker or Will Rogers or somebody. One of those great said, philosophers. Uh, uh Half of, of half the halfway to reaching a happy life. I got that all botched, but I can't think of it. So I got to go with whatever comes yeah. out right there. Is is um, are, are the main part of uh, a successful life is just showing up. Yeah. Huh. So that's, that's right. what you do. That's what I do. You I sh- just show I up. I show up. And and it's ha- usually halfway successful. Yeah. Yeah. To your point. What 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 do your grandkids call you? Papa. Papa, okay. Yeah. Papa. I don't want to be grandpa. Right. Because that, that, that sounds old. Grandpa's yeah. gone. The, the use of grandpa is, is just, huh? Yeah. That's what I called my grandfather. Grandpa? On my Italian side, on the yeah. Greek side, it was Papu, who yeah. wants to be called Papu. I mean, it, it just. Greek grandfathers. <laughs> so Papa, yeah, I, I, Papa sounds, doesn't gran, sound gran, as old. It uh, Grandpa's kind of fading away, mm. and that sounds like something, you know, like from the real McCoys or something, yeah. you know, uh, and and my my wife is Mimi. Uh, the worst, mm. the word granddaddy's not as popular right. as it used to be. My wife is called Mimi because yeah. I told her I said I'm not going to be married to a grandma. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's uh, Allison's Nana. Yeah, yeah. That's you got Nana. Yeah. You got a lot of Nanas in the South. Got, that's, for sure. Huh? A lot of Nanas in the South. I People, mean, they're everywhere, uh, but you know. <laughs> We Americans, we're trying to hold on to our youth as long as we can, yes, aren't we? That's right. Even if our mirror says no. Uh, my mirror says no. <laughs> my mirror usually says you got to be kidding. All right, tell people if they want to, if they if they want to, they want to watch. They want to watch what you just described on Facebook or YouTube. What do they need to do, Ed? Yeah, if you want to see this old face, like that old show, this old house. If you want to see, see this Papa? old face. Papa? If you want to see Papa, come to Papa. <laughs> then. Uh, you can, uh, and folks, this is not even on a full bottle of Diet Coke. I, I'm, I'm ready to roll. You go to Facebook or YouTube and search for Today's Issues. That is the name of this show. 
You click through, and you can watch us do radio. If you um, are away from your car, for example, and you still want to listen, you don't have a radio in the house, who does anymore? You can go to your computer mm -hmm. and go to AFR.net. We stream the live audio of all our programming on American Family Radio. You can also get podcasts of programs that you might have missed. The audio only. You can't just stare at Tim, I, and Chris. You know, um, well, I guess you could. We could send you an eight by ten glossy, but uh, and also if you want to listen Fine. on your on your smartphone, you can download the AFR app and listen wherever you have a good connection. All right, Chris, go ahead. Well, um, you know, we I think the discussion we're having here about family it makes us more thankful for what we do have, uh, especially these days with bad news every. Second, uh, no matter where you get your news. Um, so let's begin with some um, people in the Ukraine area, or in Ukraine, really, uh, sharing horror stories, really, with Fox News and other news outlets about the things they were experiencing because Russia invaded their country and continues to attack them, bomb them, things like that. Uh, let's begin with this lady. This is Mariupol native Julie Pavlova. She was on Fox & Friends earlier today. Now, she's in Kiev. Uh, but she was sharing her experience with trying to get in touch with family members throughout Ukraine, and she can't get in touch with them because phone lines are down or buildings are demolished, that kind of thing. Clip one. I still haven't any information, and now it's eight days of silent. And I just watch these videos again and again, and it breaks my heart because uh, when I visit my mom in summer, I just walked past this uh, hospital, and I it was so pretty and nice and there were so many kids around and now it just looks like a zone of catastrophe. Now that's just one example there. I have another lady here. This is a uh, Yulia Zadad Zadanova. Uh, she's a mother of two, and she was on Fox and Friends talking about the devastation where she lives. Clip two. A lot of uh, people died. A lot of uh, a lot of blood was everywhere, and we uh, we don't have uh, our flats anymore. And uh, in fact, uh, Russians say that it is a special military um, uh, program, but it is not. It is a real awful, horrible war, and a lot of people die. Yes. And there are no military objects there. There are only block of flats. There are yeah. only houses. They just bomb. Uh, hospitals, they bomb uh, schools, uh, nursery schools, uh, houses, uh, and uh, they just don't care. Now, this is one of the unfortunate things of my job, which I do love doing, but sometimes I have to bring in the bad news. But I right. think it does, again, make us thankful for what we do have here in this country. Yes, gas prices are high. Yes, we're paying more for bread, all these kinds of things. But we don't necessarily live yet in a day where we don't know whether or not our home or our family members are still going to be there tomorrow. That, that Now, uh, out of all the things that are going on over there, and, and to your point, I don't know what it's like to live under those conditions. And me either. Okay, so, but it just, we all think about it, because unless you are living under a rock, well, if you're living under a rock, you're not listening to us, uh, but everyone knows about what's going on here as Russia continues their invasion of Ukraine. But in thinking about it, the worst thing I could think about is not knowing if my family members were alive. If the, if when the war started, mm -hmm. they were, I guess it would be worse to know that they were dead. Please just understand. We're just kind of sharing our, our feelings here, but to be on like another part of the city or another part of the country, if I, if I had been traveling mm -hmm. when Russia invaded 
and had not been able to get in contact with my family. And I found out that the Russians are shelling the city where they live yeah. and not knowing if they're alive, that man, it doesn't get, yeah, it doesn't get a lot worse than that. There's two events that come to mind that maybe are comparable to what these people are going through here in the U S in recent years. And that's a, a stretch to say recent years, not 11, uh, that, that knocked down phone right. lines for a long time. And it was days before people even knew whether someone who was in the vicinity of the towers was still alive. Yes, that is true. Uh, and then after hurricane Katrina, you know, new Orleans was wiped out. Uh, the Gulf Coast here in Mississippi devastated, um, and it was a it was a real problem to try to get in touch with yeah. people there. But that's I mean it's two examples yeah. in twenty years. Yeah, yeah, you know it's just heartbreaking. We all that's an overused word, but we what what else do you do you say mm-hmm. to watch what's happening? And I to have to watch in real time. Um, the destruction of a country and the displacement of millions of people and the bombings from uh, Russia against things like uh, a paternity hospital. It's just, and not be able to do anything about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is, uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're just left with uh, a bad feeling every time you watch this, but I, it, it is reality. It is, um, What's what's happening in 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 the world? So we need to pay attention to sure. it. But how, do you watch? How, yeah. Well, I mean, I I watch some, but it, it like you said, it just gets to be it gets to be uh, again overused, heartbreaking, and um, you know we're not we're not totally sure what's happening there. I mean, we're we're hearing from both sides, but I'm looking at Fox News. Their main story says. <laughs> Russia rejects Ukraine proposal to protect civilians in heavily bombarded cities. Now, I don't know if that's the whole truth. Ukraine may be. I don't. I don't know. Right. It's hard to know what's what's happening. But if that's true, you 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 just thinking is can this result in war crimes? I mean, are these war crimes? Are you just uh, why are they targeting cities? Are they just trying to crush the resolve of the you know? Uh, President Zelensky and, you know, the parliament or what? Why would you do that? Uh, I don't know. This is not going to end anytime soon. No. This whole, uh, you know, this whole mess, this whole war. Yeah. uh, It's not going to end anytime soon. The Russian, uh, you know, the Russian armies, yes, they are gaining more ground uh, because of their overwhelming numbers and their Mm -hmm. firepower. But uh, they haven't had to, you know, it may take them a year to be able to uh, win a urban war uh, like you're going to see in a town. Ta- this town, the city, I should say, Kiev, mm-hmm. correct? Correct. Yeah. Is like a million and a half people or something like that. And so, I don't know. And then, and then we mentioned yesterday, then who rebuilds the country? Who rebuilds it? Who are you going to rule over? Right. Are they going to comply? No, they're going to. They hate. They hate the Russians. Right. They hate Putin and they hate the Russians. Uh, the Russian soldiers, military, I guess. Yeah. And now it only makes things worse when, as the uh, lady said well ago on there from Ukraine, they're bombing uh, civilian properties. Yeah. And also, uh, you know, it the temperature is down around zero now or something like that. Oh, I saw it? that. Uh, it's just so. 
and you get people hi- hiding out in cellars, mm-hmm. basements of of large buildings. Yeah, do you think we should go in there with our military and I don't. beat back the uh, Russians? No, and- I don't think we should get into a hot war with the Russians. And this kind of thing, like we we've mentioned, this kind of thing has been going on around the world. We talked about the, what the Chinese are right. doing to the Uyghur Muslims. You have Somalia, for example, which is a failed state. You have Nigeria, where you have these terrorist organizations, these Muslim groups that uh, that take Christian girls from their schools mm-hmm. and and make them. There's the evil. Wives. There there is There's, evil. Hap- there, sure. Evil happens all over the world on a regular basis. Right. And we can't be the world's policemen. Right. The United States can't. We can only. We have to be very selective. We have to right. be very judicious. And we have to be very uh, calculating, mm-hmm. if that's yes. what you want, the word you want to use, about when and where we use our military assets. Sure. Yeah, because it's – we call it regularly, I do all the time, military assets. But you know what? There are, for the most part, men, but some women, flying the jets and, and you know, right, right. In, in the, you know, uh, uh, operations center of a forward operating base and – we say, well, 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 yeah, let's send in the military. Well, there's going to be young men and women who are right, going to die. Right, right, And so you you have to decide it isn't when a video we do game. that. It's not a video game. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. to me, you protect our interests. And if in, in the past we have made promises to people that we would stand with them if they get attacked, then you uphold that end of the bargain. Yeah. But you can't be the world's and, police. And sometimes the, uh, the judgment call is subjective. You know, it's not really clear necessarily. Right whether something is in our, quote, national interest or not. But that's the reason that the politicians that we elect to office have to answer to the people during the election. And to me, it's a reason why the founders had it right. Congress should declare be the ones to declare war. Now, you may have some, mm-hmm. and you do have the War Powers Act, where the president can, in an emergency, send in military you know, on a temporary basis. Right. But Congress should be the one who declares war because they're our representatives. Next story, Chris. Well, um, let's mention this because it, it goes to show you the, I don't know, discombobulated approach that our current administration has to a lot of uh, issues. Uh, as we've talked about on this here program, uh, Kamala Harris gets put in charge of all kinds of stuff. Well, and, she's uh, the vice president now. Yeah. The vice president has yeah. been put in charge of going to Eastern Europe to try to make this situation in Ukraine end or go away. Uh, and something that happened today that doesn't give people any hope here uh, is the fact that— That's what we need right here at this point in the program. <laughs> we do. We need more hopelessness, Chris, and we thank you for providing it. Yeah. Yeah. And well, doing a great job yeah. of providing it. I'm trying to. This might make some of us laugh at least, but nonetheless, um, Vice President Kamala Harris, she went and met with the leader of Poland, and uh, then they do a Q&A with reporters, as world leaders often do after they get together uh, to discuss whatever it is they're talking about. But in this particular case, VP Harris is talking with the president of Poland, and then they do the Q&A, at which point a reporter asks our Vice President Kamala Harris, what about refugees from from ukraine is the u.s going to accept more refugees from ukraine and she broke into laughter during her lack of response clip four is the united states willing to make a specific allocation for ukrainian refugees and for president duda i wanted to know if you think and if you asked the united states to specifically accept more refugees okay (laughs) 
A friend in need is a friend indeed. <laughs> okay, I, yeah, I can first. Okay, so. That is one heartbeat Uh-oh. away from the presidency, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Laughing about a question involving refugees. Uh, what was she? What was she? Just I'm. I'm just trying to do anything I can to. Yeah. See where that might have been halfway appropriate. I, I didn't see the video. Is she looking at him like going, "Who's going to go first? She did here? look at him. Yes, I can answer. She that. may have been saying, "Who's going to go first? Those aren't easy questions. You go first. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that. What? So. Uh, yeah, but, but you know, laughter in that I don't know. It's it to me. It's, inter- to me, she does have a habit of uh, nervous laughter. Mm-hmm. When w- w- yes, and and okay, that's fine. That's the the way she's she's built. Right. That's her personality. Right. Whatever. I don't knock people for that. But the question is, why was she nervous? She's nervous because, in my opinion, she's perennially perennially un uh, unprepared. She's a, that should have been, that should have been something she probably, maybe she was briefed, but that should have been something that her staff briefed her on. Mm-hmm. She should have known the answers to all the potential questions right. that you have. And that's why there was the nervous laughter. I don't knock her. I don't think she thought the, you, the, the refugee crisis is funny. That's not why she was laughing. It's a nervous laughter, but she's nervous because she's unprepared. She yeah. doesn't know the answer to the she question. She should know the answer to that question right there. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're going to fly eight hours uh, on a private uh, vice president plane. I don't know what that is. Was it? Is it uh, uh, Air Force uh, Two? Air Force, Air Force Two, Two I think, yeah. and, and, and you're representing uh, our country, the United States, and you're going to be asked about the refugees because they're, they're pouring over the Polish border by the millions yes. and other borders too. Mm-hmm. And uh, to ask, did she ever answer? No, she did not. And talking about how, you know. She didn't she, answer the question at all? Well, she, she tossed it to him, and then he, I that, I'm not exactly sure what okay. he said. Anyway, okay. Well, so. it, to me, you you should have those. You should be able to answer, are, is the U.S. Uh, setting up a no-fly zone? Are you going to recommend that NATO do that? Are you recommend? Are you putting troops into Poland? I understand you're putting some troops into Poland and Germany. Is this because you believe that the Russians may attack NATO countries? All those questions you should be uh, yeah. prepared to answer. And see, I don't know that she is reading the briefing materials or listening to people in charge of briefing her. The reason I say that is because the Washington Post, not Fox News, not Newsmax, the Washington Post back in December had a story out that said she uh, it was interviewing various people that have worked for her thus far during their administration, and they said that she refuses to wade into briefing materials prepared by staff members. Uh, now, the main reason, though, she went over there was this rift between Poland and the United States over the uh, the older uh, Russian, je- Russian jets, the MiGs, Big, big that, uh, that supposedly was go- were going to be sent from Poland to Germany, on a U.S. to a U.S. air install, U.S. I guess uh, Air Force installation, and then sent to Ukraine, so Ukraine could use the the old Russian jets to fight Russia. Is that what? Yes, that's so, one of the reasons. So sure. they got, it, but they did get that cleared up. Did Harris and the uh, president of Poland? So that's not going to happen. What I've just described right. is not going not going to happen. It always sounded kind of far-fetched to me anyway, uh, that, that whole idea of sending 
old Russian planes in so Ukrainian pilots could fly them to fight new Russian jets mm-hmm. flown by the Russians. Huh? <laughs> With more flight sound? time experience. Does that yeah. sound, huh? Yeah, that, I, 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 it's not, it's not going to end well. Yeah. You know, the country that's on the front lines of this right now, not in a military way, is Poland. Now, uh, Moldova, is that the other country that's taking in well, a lot of refugees? Moldova, is that uh, how you pronounce it? Moldova, yeah, that, that's the one where th- there was, uh, the I think, the president of Belarus, whatever they call president or prime minister, where he was giving a, instructions to the, to the media and covering the events of the invasion, and it looked like he was showing a chart that they were going to invade Moldova next. But... Moldova is right to the south of Ukraine, so um, I'm guessing there are yeah. refugees going there. As yeah, well, well they're, but they're, the main uh, refugee crisis is in Poland, where you know you got what now? Is it getting? We're it's getting a million ready. and a half refugees total. Okay, have fled. I'm not sure they all went to Poland. Okay, um, imagine a million and a half people. I, I don't know how, how big is Poland. Like it's like thirty million people, right? And the geographic size uh, of what? Yeah, look uh, it up. Now, Ukraine's like 43 million. Geographic size of uh, Poland, I'm guessing something like, I don't know, Kentucky or something like that. Maybe Kentucky, Tennessee combined or something. I don't know. Uh, I'm just guessing by visual here. here so it's, I've got 120,726 square miles. Another. Well, Chris, that's so unhelpful. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's but better I, than what I, Wikipedia I mean, I love gave you, me. man. But if that's what you got for my brain. What about the population? It's li- It's 28% larger than the United Kingdom. You, fi- the, the, you mean the A physical? Little. Yes. Brent, Brent Creeley Googled. The population of Poland is 38 million. Oh, okay. Million. So it's, it's yeah, less, I was than, close. less than Ukraine. I was close on that. Uh, but here's the point. You take a, a country, the population, 38 million, as you just said, and, and the... Uh, a geographic size of maybe a state or two here mm-hmm. in the U.S. I know that doesn't help either because states are bigger than others. But uh, I'm just going to say about one tenth the size of the United States of America. How about that? I'm just guessing here, Poland. Approximately. And they're and they're they're told to take in a million million and a half people. Not told to, but they have to on humanitarian uh, levels. Now, one thing the vice president did do vice president Harris is she said this yesterday, we will do everything together in partnership and solidarity to support what is necessary at this very moment in terms of the humanity and security needs of Ukraine and the Ukrainian people. I want to be very clear. United States and Poland are united in what we have done and prepared to help Ukraine and the people of Ukraine full stop. Now what she's talking to is that the uh, house of representatives uh, in Washington voted $13 billion worth of aid. Yes to Ukraine and European allies. And uh, and she announced uh, that the U.S. would provide $53 million more to the U.N. Mm-hmm. World Food Program. I'm pretty sure that's really efficient uh, <laughs> there, huh? So uh, what 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 she's saying is uh, that, that the United States of America is going to help with the refugee crisis I don't know about how many we're going to take in physically to our country, but uh, at least monetarily for the immediate crisis of funding, feeding, housing, clothing, medicine, those kinds of uh, immediately immediate living needs that these people uh, are going to uh, have to have 
America's going to step up to the plate monetarily. That's what, that's one of the, she did that all without cackling, I think, did the vice president of the United States, Harris. So uh, we shall return momentarily with more of today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. Jan Markell will be with us and Alex McFarland a little bit later on this hour. We appreciate you listening and uh, stay with us. In His Image, delighting in God's plan for gender and sexuality. I loved it. I loved how biblically sound it was, all the scripture to back it up. The testimonies, very powerful. If it's a prodigal child that has just run away, or one that's caught up in same-sex attraction, there's hope in Jesus. In His Image is now available on DVD and can be purchased in bulk to pass out to friends and family. Order today by visiting afastore.net. A lot of folks want to go see our nation's capital, Washington, D.C. Hello, I'm Tim Wildman, president of American Family Association and American Family Radio. You know, about 20 years ago, we started doing our spiritual heritage tours of our nation's capital. We soon added Mount Vernon, Williamsburg, Jamestown, and Yorktown. So we do these tours twice a year, once in June and once in September. If you want more information... Just simply go to our website, spiritualheritagetours.com. That's spiritualheritagetours.com. Stephen McDowell, who is the president of the Providence Foundation, is a historian, and he joins us along the way. He'll answer questions, he'll give talks, and he'll point out places of interest for us and give us the rich Christian and American heritage and history. So for more information on these tours in June and September, Go to the website, spiritualheritagetours.com. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Starnes. Stand by for news and commentary next. Uh, my goal as a teacher is, is to impart knowledge and then be able then for them to take it and turn it into wisdom. As we teach, I think, okay, five years down the road, how will the material that I am teaching them really affect their lives, and their careers. Hi, Todd Starnes here. Truett offers biblically-centered degree programs. Check out truett.edu slash Starnes. A number of well-known Christian ministries are listed as hate groups on the Southern Poverty Law Center's website. The SPLC is a radical anti-Christian organization. Last year, they updated their so-called hate map. More than 700 organizations it considers to be hate groups. The KKK white supremacist groups are listed, but so are well-respected Christian ministries like Alliance Defending Freedom, D. James Kennedy Ministries, and Family Research Council. In August 2012, a terrorist targeted FRC's headquarters in Washington, planning to shoot everyone in the building and put a Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich by each victim's head. The shooter opened fire, striking a security guard, later telling the FBI he found FRC by using the SPLC hate map. Southern Poverty Law Center says the ministries are listed because they are anti-gay. These days, anybody who loves America, Jesus, or their kids is considered an extremist. Reporting live from the NRB, I'm Todd Starnes. Beloved, we are now children of God, and what we will be has not yet been revealed. We know that when Christ appears, we will be like Him. For we will see him as he is, and everyone who has this hope in him purifies himself just as Christ is pure. 1 John 3, 2 and 3. American Family Radio. 
This is today's issues. Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. Past broadcasts of today's issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now, back to more of today's issues. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. Hey, if you want to send us an email, go to comments at AFR.net, comments at AFR.net, and um, we thank you for listening to AFR. Well, was there anything we needed to wrap up on our conversation for the last half hour that didn't lead to 15 minutes more talk here? No, I, I'm good. You think we're, I didn't know I, if you left anything hanging. I don't think so. Okay. So we'll move on now. Jan Markell is our guest. She's with us most Thursdays, host of Understanding the Times, heard weekends on American Family Radio, and she's the, in addition to being host of Understanding the Times, she's the founder of Olive Tree Ministries. Uh, good morning, Jan. Uh, good morning, gentlemen. Thank you for having me. Thank you for, for being on. Uh, Jan, your, uh, your ministry focuses a lot on Bible uh, prophecy, and yes. um, let me ask you this question: This the 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 Bible speaks about where do first of all where does the Bible predict that in the end times there will be wars and rumors of wars? Well, that's Matthew twenty four, and that is a uh, reference to <coughs> uh, the tribulation, which obviously we're not in. Um, so Jesus is talking in Matthew twenty four six. And simply says, um, answering his disciples, uh, you'll hear of wars and rumors of wars in in the last very last days, and it's a run-up to the tribulation, which we're obviously not in yet, but some people think we are. Hey, it's Chris here. Um, let me ask you yeah. this. You know, oftentimes when these things kind of break out, you see uh, people go on Facebook or Twitter, social media, and they share things, and they get some people concerned uh, the thinking maybe, you know, these are the last days. Um, what do you, what do you tell people when you see or hear those things? Well, I believe we are not just in the last days, but probably the last of the last days. If you, and I believe the last days really began 1948 when Israel became a nation, but that is now over 70 years ago. So how much more are we kind of pressing into the, the final days? Um, and and I think one of the heartbreaks that I have not only noted personally, but email and other letter response tells us, this ministry, that today's church really isn't talking about these issues. And so the people in the pews don't know quite what to think. And then a ministry like mine comes along and, and presents this information, and folks are very grateful to get a perspective that the Bible talks about, you know, Hal Lindsey back in the early 70s wrote the now classic book, The Late Great Planet Earth. I was a young person back then trying to make sense of all of this. His book in about 1978 or 9, when I read it, helped make everything so much more easy to understand, which was his goal back then, was to get a good book out there that made things much more simple to understand. But it was like... It's like his book unleashed um, a, a torrent of, of issues that have end-time importance. It's not just wars and rumors of wars. It's uh, a literally two, three dozen things that the Bible tells us to look at for the last days now happening. 
Uh, Jan, this is uh, Ed here. Um, yeah. Why do you think it? Because I, I, I remember the book too. I, I read it. Yeah. It was instrumental in helping to lead me to the Lord in uh, 1979. Yes. And and I do remember that there were following that just a a kind of a run on uh, those kinds yes. of books and things that were happening. I remember the coming oil war and all that. And then, yes. then uh-huh. it does interest, like you said, does kind of die down and and then comes back up. Why? What's your explanation for why the church kind of go, kind of goes through these periods where there's a lot of interest in the end times, and then that kind of dies down, and people become ignorant of what the Bible yeah. says, or they just apathetic. Why do you think there, there's that ebb and flow? I, I think part of it, and I'm going back to kind of what I said a moment ago, I think part of it is because of today's church. In about the 1990s, uh, the so-called seeker-sensitive movement came into the church, and basically that said, um, let's kind of keep our messages real simple, if I can be blunt. Let's keep the messages fairly simple. Let's not present complicated, confusing issues and at least we'll fill fill our church full, our attendance full, et cetera. And, and that caught on, literally caught on, I'm only going to speak for North America, caught on in North America, and that's kind of where our churches have been for 30 years now. And that, that does not encourage the deep teaching of a lot of topics, not just what we're talking about, but many topics are... are are kind of shoved under the rug because we got to just talk about the basics. And I think that's one of the big things that happened, Chris. Um, but thankfully, um, and I thank God again, going back to the 70s with Hal, but there have been consistent ministries throughout these 40, 45 years. Jack Van Impey, who now passes, now passed away, but bless him for all he did to get the truth out about all of this. There are many wonderful, solid ministries that are out there today teaching the truth of our times. And, you know, um, I think the thing that makes what's going on right now so much different than than even going back um, World War One, World War Two, even Vietnam and Korea, we are watching things in real time right now. And we've got cell phone images and we've got social media images that are stunning, that particularly Americans, and particularly Americans born after World War II, know nothing about, and because it's like we're watching 1942 on the television right now. And I think this has jarred some people. It's certainly concerning me. Um, but, I mean, thank God, I mean, weapons of mass destruction usually banned World War One, World War Two, but now we see now now we're hearing about chemical weapons coming to Ukraine so we we should be concerned about what's happening most of all we should be praying for the pitiful conditions going on over there yeah uh, Jan Markell is on with us on the weekends here at AFR with her program understanding the times heard Saturdays at one o'clock central time and Sundays at noon understanding the times and her ministry is Olive Tree Ministries. And Jan, thanks so much for being on with us. We yeah. look forward Ma- to go oh, go ahead. May I just say that Michelle yes. Bachman M- Michelle Bachman will be on with me this weekend okay. and we'll talk about some of the things we're talking about here and try to give a political, biblical, and prophetic perspective to what's happening. Thank you, Jan. Appreciate it. All right, bye now. Bye bye. I just watched the video. I was watching the video of uh Vice President Harris.
that we were talking about last half hour in her trip to Poland and the press conference she did with the president of Poland about the refugee crisis and other things here uh, regarding the uh, Ukrainians by the millions fleeing over the Polish border. And it, her body language and laughter was, it was bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, she's one, getting raked over yeah. the coals over this. Yeah, At I mean, one point she said, I am here, standing here, and then she looked down in her notes and went back to try to finish her thought. She look. She she is. I, I I'm I'm trying to be nice, okay. She's in over her head. Uh, she I'm. She's probably a good person, other than the fact that she's in favor of killing her po- babies. Her, her politics. Yeah, her are, politics are ba- all bad. But you're talking about bad. on a personal level. Yeah, I, I. But she's just in over her head. I, I, what I'm saying is, I'm not trying to mock her as a person. Mm-hmm. I don't like her politics. She's in favor of like a, you know, right. a, a She's slaughter of un, unborn children. Okay, so I'm, that that's not good, obviously. But she's just someone who's in over her head. Mm-hmm. I am not vice president material uh, of the United States. Sure. Uh, you know. Uh, oh, I've got a BA in communication. Yeah, I mean, I'm so not a foreign policy. You guy. get put in a position where you're in over your head. If if I was speaking before a class of uh, high schoolers and they asked me a question about physics. I'd probably cackle nervously yeah. too. So yeah, yeah, but I, I, yes, I understand, and we all can make mistakes and 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 say or do things uh, that are wrong at an inappropriate time. When you're talking about people fleeing by the millions of pe- and leaving their husbands behind to fight a war. You don't laugh about it. Well, that's you're right. That will be on a campaign ad. From Not here you, to that, that's that, that that's just being a good a, a, and especially to cackle and keep on laughing about it like she did. Mm-hmm. It's like somebody needs to tell her, "Do not laugh today during this press conference." Right? Do no, you you're he- right about that. Do you hear me? Mm-hmm. That's inappropriate, no matter it's not the first whether time you're in over it. your head or not. She's she's yeah. laughed off questions about. The it border. wasn't just a chuckle. Mm-hmm. Right. And then gone for a minute. And, and, you know, when you're having press conferences, even in the midst of highly stressful situations, you, people use humor to – that's just how we do as humans. But don't keep on laughing and joke, sort of joking around about something this is serious. It, it, I'm not saying she doesn't care about those people. I'm saying that looks – that's a bad look right there. Optics right. And she's volumes. done it. She's done it. Several times. Oh sure. And uh, so, yeah, I, I, I don't. I don't know. I, I don't have any confidence in her at all. Who, in her who? in her competency, I don't have any confidence at all. Uh, she was. Neither did the Democrats who voted in the primaries. If you remember, she got like three percent of the vote. But she was down below one percent. She was picked because of her skin color and her gender, and that's it. That that was that's it. Mm-hmm. But who thought it was a good idea to send her to Poland? Biden. Why, why Biden? would you send? You know Biden because he can't go. Well, yeah, because he's 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 not hundred percent. Well, I mean, he, yes. look, he huh? referred to them as the Uranians a few times. It's not. Yeah. Listen, yeah, it's not. It's not Uranians. A, he he merged Ukrainian and Iranian together, and they were the Uranians a couple of times. I, well, I why don't you send Anthony Blinken, Secretary of State? Well, at least he's got some polish. You got to give by, you got to give Harris something to yeah, do. Yeah, well that's right. I guess. Huh? She's, she's not studying the root causes of 
illegal immigration Listen, here anymore. I <laughs> wonder. She gave up that study. I wonder what it was about the other people that were up for VP that Biden passed over. Like, why did he pass over them? Because they up? weren't a certain skin color and they weren't a certain gender. Chris, I've already explained this to no, you. No, there were, there were several women that were people of color. But they weren't who? Uh, the mayor of D.C. was up. The mayor of uh, uh, no, Atlanta, no, no, no. Stacey Abrams, well, this, a congresswoman. This, Harris is a U.S. senator. California. Or yes. She was a U.S. senator from California. So she did have some stature politically. Uh, I'm not dismissing yeah. that, but when you got the choice between the the mayor of what Washington D.C. the mayor of Washington D.C. and a United States senator, there, there's a big difference. There's there. a difference, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and and he knew her. Biden knew her from, uh, you know, from Washington circles mm-hmm. and her being sure. in the Senate. So, but I mean, this is. I think he smelled her hair once. <laughs> Come on, Ed. <laughs> hey, that listen, was gonna call for. There is a ton of evidence that would that would at least make you go. Well, probably. You're right. Uh, you're right. That was yeah, uncalled that was for. Uncalled for. And as it was, as it came to my mind, I, yeah, I, I there know. was a part of me that said, was don't, no, that don't was, say it. That was great. <laughs> that was a. Uh, Gratuitous. Yeah. Okay. So he had to apologize. I'm apologize. I, I, I'm going to. I, yeah. I want to apologize directly. Yeah. To We're going to get kicked off YouTube or something for making a joke about okay. sniffing hair. Uh, all right. You're listening to today's <laughs> issues. Corn pop on the American Family Radio. Hey, the the on a serious <laughs> note, this is our president and vice president. Yes. Right. And, right. Uh, and they're not they're not going note. away for at least two and a half years. Yeah. Unless Biden resigns or. His health fails him to the point where he can't perform the job, which some would argue has already happened. <laughs> oh man, we have got hey. to stop. I know. All right, you got to apologize. Got, I know. I got to apologize. We have got to stop. I well, know. that just that sentence flowed. I liked it. Right I there. I like what you that said. That sentence flowed. I like what I said. Yeah, I know. So, so <laughs> oh my word. Uh, yeah, we should move on. I, huh? I, I, I have this. I have this habit of. What do you do? Sometimes you got to laugh or you cry. Yes. Listen, I, I recommend it on Facebook Poland. this week. Find something to laugh about every day, especially in this news cycle. Yep. Otherwise, it will <sighs> overwhelm you. If you guys think, though, this if is you a, think him and her is bad right now, in, in the event of a God forbid, Nancy Pelosi would be president of the United States, according to the chain of command. That's yeah. true. Speaker of the House. is number three on the depth Ice chart. Ice cream bars for everybody <laughs> and large freezers. Oh, uh, listen. Okay. I need some ball game to watch or something here <laughs> at this point. I need a Baskin-Robbins. Well, there's Rob- no Major League Baseball I need a Baskin-Robbins trip or something. I, I'm right ba- there with you. Are you Baskin-Robbins yeah. trip, no, a good. milkshake? Let's all go check milkshake. out a van today and go Look at the, the 31 flavors and try to decide what you want. Uh, uh, all right, you're listening to today's issues on AFR. Joining us now, as he does most Thursdays, is our good friend, Dr. Alex McFarland, who co-hosts Exploring the Word each weekday afternoon with Brother Bart Bert Harper. Dr. Alex. Alex, uh, good morning, brother. Well, good morning, gentlemen. It's good to be with you. Are you in Nashville? I am. If you hear, you know, background voices, it's uh, NRB, National Religious Broadcasters, and so there's a lot going on. But You're uh, in our suite, aren't you? I am at the AFA Media Suites yeah. high atop the uh, convention center here in Nashville. Ed and I are usually there, but... I wish you were. Well, wish y'all were here. It's just uh, reasons I don't have time to go into. That's right. We Maybe next year we yeah. will grace yes. the, uh, the, the, in your presence with our presence 
Yeah. Well, it would be <laughs> good to have you here. Or things of that nature. Or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay, Alex. So, well, hey, what's what's? Tell me some good news. What's going on? Well, the good news is I really feel like the there's a spirit of revival and and just a real high energy here. Yesterday we saw people like Tony Evans and Robert Jeffers, and this morning I was with Tony Perkins and. Uh, just all the ministries, uh, if you want to know what NRB is, folks, it's like all the ministers and ministries from American Family Association, American Family Radio, to David Jeremiah, I mean, just everybody that you listen to. But the good news is everybody's praying for America, and we're obviously praying for the Ukraine, um, <laughs> the situation with our vice president traveling, representing America. Um, we need the Lord, and I think Amen. everybody is very cognizant of how fragile the world is right now, how fragile America is right now. So we're uh, we're turning our hearts toward Jesus. <laughs> hey, listen, that, that we were talking about needing some good news, Alex, and you you brung it, mm-hmm. brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, talk a little bit, just a little bit more about uh, revival and the fact that God has raised up ministries and not not just AFA and AFR but sometimes I am so grateful for the fact that uh 40 50 years ago God raised up uh, for example a Christian legal firms that will handle cases involving religious freedom for free defending Christians so that our first amendment freedoms can remain in place so we can continue preaching the gospel uh this is evidence of the fact that God I think still has a plan for America and the church needs to wake up and kind of get along, go along with what God is doing. Right. Well, amen. Amen. Well, you know what? Um, The good news is that though we are in a desperate place and we really are, I mean, you know, 20 years ago when I was working for James Dobson, you know, Dr. Dobson would say things, how we need a revival and our very freedoms and liberties could one day be in jeopardy. And I think a lot of um, a lot of the ministers that were on the road I would meet, and they were kind of like, well, you know, Dobson and Colson and Falwell, they're kind of alarmist. No, I, I think people look back and they realize that uh, Dr. Don Wildman and Phyllis Schlafly and D. James Kennedy and Colson and Bill Bright and Dobson, I mean, these guys were prophetic. The, uh, but here we are, and while these are tough times, look, folks, AFR exists, thank God. The Stand magazine and Amen. AFA exist. Amen. And uh, people are praying for revival. You know, one of the things everybody's talking about uh, is the price of gas. And by the way, um, I was just in Houston, Texas last weekend, and, and I preach in Texas quite a bit. And there, there are oil reserves in Texas. There's oil reserves in Utah and Colorado. Do you, do you realize, folks... There are right now in the continental U.S. nearly three trillion barrels of oil just waiting to be extracted. We could be energy independent. And whether it's the issue of energy or education or human life, look, I know our hope is in Jesus, but we have got to elect candidates that are constitutionalists, that uh, believe in human life, that are willing to not fall to the the climate cultists, the environmental cultists, because, you know, Tim, before I came on, you were talking about Kamala Harris, and, um, you know, she was put in her position because of of ideology and image, 
And we've got to have leaders that are not hired because they're a part of some Marxist progressive ideology, and they're not put in roles that they're incapable of handling merely because of image or, or you know, gender or ethnicity. We have got to have principal leaders that, that believe in our Constitution, that are God and country. It's not ideology, but it's truth. And the good yep. news is we can pray and vote and make a difference. Hey, Alex. Uh, yes. Those guys talking in the background, do they not know you're doing live radio? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think so. Uh, but w we've got a room full of microphones and people, and so that's kind of why. Okay. Are you giving them a pass? Um, um, well, they don't know what they're doing? You know, I... <laughs> I'm just no, you're kind of stuck. Talk. You're stuck between. I'm not the producer. Yeah, I know. Just, not, just cackle. Yeah, that, that just, seems to work for the vice president. Just, uh, I don't know how you hand uh, signal. My, my life goal is to never cackle. I know. My <laughs> life. I don't know how you signal pipe down over my, there, but uh, anyway, my wife's no, grandpa just, would have uh, turned around already and said, "Hush up." Yeah. No, it does hey, give um, it. It does. It's a. It's a. It's a background buzz of things are happening. Yes. There, huh? Yeah. It, yeah. It's a busy place, yeah. and the truth is going forth. But you know what I was going to say. Well, I better not say this, but um, wait listen. a minute. Hold on. Do I need to save you at this point? Because you just um, said I don't need to say this. Well, I was just wondering, will we in 24 see a ticket with a slogan of uh, cackles and cankles? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I, I, I have to apologize for starting this. I started oh, this about five minutes I, yeah, ago. I do know what they're going to put on a slogan. Y'all are devolving. I, I do know what they're going to say. Here's one of their yeah. campaign slogans. Oh, oh, Chris, uh, are you going to make it worse? It's a prophecy. Okay. A plant-based uh, chicken uh, in every pot and an electric car in every garage. <laughs> plant-based yeah. chicken. All right. Very good. All right, Alex, what are you and Bert going to be talking about this afternoon? Well, we've been in the Psalms, like Psalm 4610, the Lord is our refuge and strength, the very present help in trouble. So, you know, we, in light of many of the situations internationally and domestically, we've been in the Psalms trying to give people encouragement. Now, Bert and I are, our next big series, we're going to do Song of Solomon, which many people don't hear taught. We're going to do Song of Solomon. But for the next day or so, Bert and I have pretty much been in Psalms trying to give people comfort and reassurance. Okay. All right. Well, we look forward to it this afternoon right here on AFR, live Bible study program with Bert and Alex. Take care, Alex. God bless you all. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. That's Dr. He's, he, he's, a, he's a blessing. Dr. You know, I'm sorry, I interrupted you, Dr. Uh, he is, on, to be on our team. Uh, yeah. He lives in North Carolina, but he's on it, you know, technology being what it is. He he sounds like he's in studio here with us right. here in Tupelo. But he, he does a great job. Uh, you're right, uh, Dr. Alex McFarland. You were going to say? Well, and Bert Harper. Yeah, and Bert, uh, too. Pastor for decades, right. and he's right. he was a board member for the, uh, the AFA yes. Board of yes. Directors. And we're just blessed that you know, God has given us a good team here. Yes. Bert, in the afternoon on that program, his his greatest asset is his ability to say, when some listener calls in with a particularly hard theological question, he's very good at saying, uh, Alex, over to you. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's a gift right yes. there. To be able to pass on hard theological questions to your co-host. Right and uh, set it up the way he does. Because he's not proud. He doesn't want to be the one to always answer these hard questions. Exactly. He shared like the some, wealth kind of right. thing. Right. Bert doesn't want to come off as yeah. a know-it-all. Right. So, so he uh, leaves the hard questions for Alex. And I, you know what? I've I've never heard Alex stumped. 
I mean, I, I've never oh, heard. Well, he's Alex is a doctor, I think, in apologetics and yeah. theology. Yeah, yeah, I think that's his. I've never I heard. That, no, that that is his forte. Yes, so, I've never heard him say. Mm, I'll have to get. I'll, I'll to circle, circle back. back. <laughs> I'll have to circle back on that because I don't know what I don't know the answer. <laughs> oh my goodness! So we got some some. some All right, hey Chris, uh, we got about a minute or two here. You and your your band of brothers mm-hmm. at American Family uh, News, yes. American Family News. You guys work uh, all the time to put together a outstanding news site, yes. which I want our Thank listeners you. to know about because it's a great uh, website. Tell our and a news service. Go ahead, tell yes. our listeners. Brag on your team there. All right. Yeah. American Family News is the name of the news division in which I work for. Uh, Our website is AFN.net. Now, we used to refer to it as One News Now, but we changed it to AFN.net. So that way it would match the radio side of things and everything would be under the same um, name. When you go to AFN.net, you can find a ton of information. A lot of our stories right now, of course, involve Russia and Ukraine, uh, President Biden, and gas prices, but you can find Associated Press material. There's videos. We have uh, political cartoons of the day, latest from the web, and a whole host of stories from people like Steve, Charlie Buds, Chad Groening, and others uh, at AFN.net. So this is a legitimate news site. Yes, yes. Check it out, AFN.net, AFN.net. And also, everybody listening to me, people, (laughs) what you need to do is go and sign up for that daily by daily, I mean Monday through Friday, weekday. Yes. Uh, news Digest email. Mm-hmm. So once a day, Monday through Friday, you get the news. Seven stories or so. Yeah, sent to your email, so you can keep up with what's going on in this country and in the in the world. You just sign up at AFN. AFN.net. It'll be AFN. in the top AFN. right. AFN.net. Uh, very easy. All right, we shall take a short break and be back with Steve Jordahl momentarily. Stay with us. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.